0: Something smells fishy. Almost. My mom says my
1: dad's a drunk. Should you be telling me that? Hello. Welcome to Madam House Podcast. I'm Sarah Problem. I'm Cantina,
0: and I'm Esmeralda Vergara, and together we are the, the Madam House.
1: Cantina. Oh oh <laughs> Again, didn't we go over that? We're not the Madam House, we're the Tea Queens. But we're the Madam House too. No. Okay, Okay, fine. Should we do it one more time? (laughs) Okay. No, you're (laughs) cancel. Welcome to the Madam House podcast. I'm Sarah
0: Problem. I'm Cantina. And I'm Esmeralda Vergara. And together we are the The Tea queens. Queens. Thank you everyone for listening one more time.
2: Today we have a very special guest from an L.A. area private school, a teacher in the midst, Miss
0: Paulina. <laughs>
3: hi everyone.
0: Hello. Hi Paulina. Welcome.
3: Hi, hi. Thanks Welcome. for having me.
0: Such an honor to have you here.
3: Pleasure is mine.
0: So tell me, first, do you like my school outfit, my teacher
1: <laughs> outfit?
3: I think you look gorgeous. Thank yes. you. Can I can I, see you teaching. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on those heels. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Actually, we're all in teacher outfits, just mm-hmm. so you know. You, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Miss mm-hmm. um, Sarah
0: teaches um, the gym, <laughs> the gym
1: class. Sex ed. Yeah. <laughs> so you are a school teacher, and what grade do you teach?
3: So I teach fourth and fifth grade combined class
1: and your daughter is in which grade
3: she's in sixth grade
1: okay um and how long have you been teaching for
3: wow um i would say around 15 years wow. oh long
0: it was the time. same
1: grades
3: um uh, no actually i've done so aside from fourth and fifth i've done uh high school middle school spanish huh. so i did that for about six seven years And then I took some time off to have a baby. (gasps) And then I came back and then they just, uh, I was fortunate to get my job back as a fourth and fifth grade teacher. So that's what I'm doing now.
1: Nice. So fourth and fifth grade, that's about when kids start to develop their um, identity, when they start to um, figure that they're attracted to, you know, other boys or or Mm -hmm. other girls. Um, What is your what do you see happening in the schools when kids reach that age?
3: You know, this is like a really funny stage because it's the innocent, you know, like fourth grade They're about nine years old. Maybe I get an eight year old, but a nine year old. And because we're mixed in with a fifth grade class, they kind of, those kids kind of get to learn a little faster about certain topics. Um, and the topic of, love or dating and who they like and things like that so it's a fun interesting stage for me to be the one to observe and mentor or just you know just be a good listener sometimes to see what they're thinking what they're feeling and or you know how they view relationships or love so I feel like I have um a big responsibility but at the same time you know, you want to be mindful of, well, how involved are the parents? And a lot of times they're not.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do a lot of the kids have crushes at that point? Do they talk about their crushes on students or, or anyone?
3: Absolutely. It's like drama. It's like <laughs> drama at 9, 10 years old. I'm like, guys, come on. <laughs> like you have your whole lives to go through that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's very like mild and innocent but it's a big deal for them to find out oh he likes me or she likes Uh, me and it's such a big deal for them and it can be it can cause them anxiety too like Mm -hmm. i've seen them you know cry or just be very worried and it's like but you're only nine or (laughs) ten years old
1: (laughs) if only they knew what was coming (laughs) Mm. Wait, when
2: you say the parents aren't involved, what do you you mean by that? Just like in that kind of drama that they're dealing with and like they're kind of coming into themselves or or what do you mean?
3: So think about it. They're most of the time they're with me, Mm -hmm. right? So the kids spend more time with their teacher than they do at home. So when they go home, it's like, you know, getting dinner ready. And there's not really that time to talk and just have that time to just chat about how their day was or how they're feeling. So I'm the one that gets to have that privilege really because they feel comfortable to be open and honest and I'm not their mom, I'm not their dad, but yet, you know, they feel comfortable. So I feel like I'm just ready for that moment anytime, like anytime they say, Oh, can I speak to you? You know, I have something that I want to share. I'm like all ears. I'm like, sit down. I doesn't matter what's going on in my day. Um, that's priority to me, Mm -hmm. because I know that they're going through a lot emotionally, and that's so important to me, to just be there for them. Yeah, it's
1: amazing uh, the amount of things that kids tell their teachers. Um, When my son was in kindergarten, I volunteered in the classroom, and there was this one kid that he would come in, and Um, he was uh, sitting at the table and he's like, my dad drinks so much wine (laughs) and my mom says my dad's a drunk and then he's an alcoholic and (laughs) I looked over at the teacher and the teacher was looking at me I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, what do you know about me? (laughs) 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 Excuse me. You have no idea
3: the things I've heard. It's just, hilarious i'm like should you be telling me that (laughs) like maybe you want to keep that private no no it's okay and the whole wine thing i hear about it too (laughs) or that my dad passed out or just some like very private things that i'm like okay don't let your mom dad know that i know this (laughs) yeah
1: has it
0: been a situation where a kid has come to you and open up about their sexuality
3: yes and actually um It hasn't over the years I've, you know, all the years I've taught, it really hasn't come, you know, like, um, hasn't been a topic um, interesting enough. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think because of where we're at in our times, um, kids are feeling maybe more comfortable or just like they're in a safer space to Mm -hmm. talk about it. And I think, you know, so I I did have a situation, like a couple of students that, Um, I knew about one of them was a third grade and he was just, you know, finding out himself, but just very like flamboyant and just, um, you know, always feeling very free to like speak his mind and just like, you know, having girly kind of like, you know, body language or just dressing a certain way that was standing out. So, yeah, I mean, he came out and said, I'm gay, and then he moved on to, like, fourth grade, and then he was away for a bit, and then he came back as a middle school student, and at that point, um, he came to me and said, "Um, you know, you know that I'm gay. I said, of course, you know, how do you feel about it? I said, I feel great, I'm happy, I'm, like, wonderful, Um, but I wanted to ask you something, you know, I want to be called she. Mm -hmm. And I said, great. um, Okay, so let's do this. You know, for me, it's like, you know, just, I love that, that he was able, actually, let me correct myself, that she Mm -hmm. was able to come to me and say, this is how I'm comfortable with and, you know, would you respect it or can you support it? And I was like, absolutely. But I needed to be educated. Mm You know, I needed to be like told. Did you have
1: to get permission from the parents to do that? Or in a school setting, are kids allowed to be called whatever they want there, even if it's different from home?
3: Well, you know what's so interesting was that I was looking at um, the application. It's so different this year. This year, there is a, um, a space that says something like, how would the child like to be, um, mm. what is it? Their pronouns. What pronouns. the pronouns they would, they mm-hmm. would like. Mm-hmm. And you could circle which ones you want. And that's Um, brand new to our school. We had never had that.
0: It's always been her, um, female, uh, and male.
3: Yep, that's it.
2: Has this been happening more so in the last like two to three years? Or like you said that kind of in all your years of teaching, you haven't really seen it a lot. But recently you've kind of... This year. Oh, it's
1: this year.
3: This year. This is the... F- oh. First and time. I think
1: that in LA Unified, it was after the pandemic because a lot of uh, people started to explore their identities through the pandemic. Mm. And when they came back into school, I know that with my kids, they started asking them what their pronouns were. And of course, the kids had fun with it and they wanted to be called, you know, <laughs> like Bug and Buggy and, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, and said whatever they wanted their pronouns to be. But um, have you had... Um, anybody besides him that has um, is transitioning or wants to be trans or is it still kind of too young for them to know?
3: Um, No. So she definitely wants to uh, transition and that's her goal. So that's Mm -hmm. what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, honestly, for me, it was like I'm so proud of you for knowing so much about who you are, who you want to be and, you're confident, like you're sure, because that's so uh, rare. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never right. seen a child like know who they are and be proud and just come out and not care what anybody has to think. And I think that's that's how kids should feel.
0: Right. Yeah. You know? now, yeah. Um, we're we're <laughs> in an era on a time where kids now feel like they want to come out and mm-hmm. be themselves.
2: They don't have to repress it and suppress it for so long. Like I know all of War us times. did. We had we mm-hmm. had to wait till we were like out of the house or like late teenagers or mm-hmm. 20s, even, I mean, other generations, even longer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's amazing that it, she it was how old when she came to you? Like in third so grade? She
3: was 10 years old. So nine, nine years old as mm-hmm. a third grade. And then. You know, she came back uh, when she was 12 and she said these things to me. And I was like, awesome. Um, I had another situation where, um, so I had a student that was a little delayed, like in her education. And so she was like the most mature and, you know, she was beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, one of the most gorgeous girls I've ever seen. Hmm. And she would say to me, you know, I feel like there's something in me that, that I need to tell my mom, but I don't know how to express it. And I said, "Oh my gosh, let's sit down. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about to this." Come to Paulina's corner. That's right. I am like, what
0: crossed to your mind in that moment?
3: Wow. Um, it was like a few things. I think it was because I knew her. I felt that it could possibly be, you know, um something she was afraid of or just anxiety or possibly that she was wanting to come out. Mm. And so I was just said, Hey, you know, let's, if, you know, you want to talk about this or you want to just, you know, leave it for another day. She's like, no, can we talk? And I said, of course. And so she just said, you know, I just been feeling like, like not strange, but just kind of like, this is who I am, but I don't know how to say it. And I said, well, what is it? And she goes, I think I like girls. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, wow. Well, OK. You know, and, and I and I have a crush on someone and I just don't know if I should say it or talk about it. I, I, I feel embarrassed. I said, you know, so I think for me, because I don't know a lot about it. I For me, the best thing was just ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. and not assume yeah. anything. Yeah. So like, you know, um, what do you like about her? Mm-hmm. Oh, this and that. And I said, well, that's lovely. I said, mm-hmm. you know, um, we all like different people and we all love different people and you love her or like her for those reasons. Mm-hmm. I said, what's wrong with that? She looked at me like, really? And, you know, and I said, you should talk to your mom. I said, you should be open because I think that, you never know what the response is going to be. And, and I think it's always a fear of like, will I be accepted? Of course. Um, that's the number one thing. Yeah. And I say, well, you know, you got to give it a chance. Um, you, I mean, you can all tell me like what that is like, you know, I wouldn't n- never want to like imagine I it, it would be so hurtful, right? Yeah. I would think right. so to not be accepted. You know? Well, What's so
1: wonderful is that you live in California, mm-hmm. you are somebody that's approachable. And I know that there are teachers in other states and other countries um, that will probably listen to this. And I think that that's a good approach just to ask questions, and to not give advice mm-hmm. and not to sway them one way or the other just to find out what mm-hmm. they're feeling. And mm-hmm. um, and I think that the kids are really lucky to have someone like you oh. to to you know say their feelings to because it is a scary thing. I would have never said anything to anyone, anyone at my school. It would have been torture. Wow. How did the other kids react to um, this girl in your class?
3: Well, she made it through, you know, that grade level without saying anything. I think mm. she just um, you know I was res- you know I would always follow up with her. Hey. How are you feeling? What are you thinking? Like, where are you at? And she wasn't ready to like, let the world know. Mm
0: -hmm. And
3: um, again, you know, I, whatever she was comfortable with, you know, as long as she was happy and, you know, well, I don't know if she was truly happy because she was not able to share who she was. Um, But that was during like the elementary. But I think once she went to um, middle school, um, it was a different story because she was then at that point. Well, I don't care what people think. Yeah. yeah. Good.
2: So, so did she end up talking to her parents and, and coming she out? She did. Really? She uh, did. Right after her, her conversation with you? or um,
3: Soon after at some point. Really? You know, they spoke and, you know, and I'm like, how did it go? And she was like, she was totally like accepting. And first of all, I know her mom and her mom's yeah. amazing. I love her. And uh, she was just so, as I, as I knew, I think that's why I gave her the advice. If anything, I said, I'm sure you can talk to your mom and she'll, she'll uh, accept you. She'll, you know, she'll respond well. You'll be, maybe you shouldn't be surprised because Mm -hmm. your mom is that great. And, but just the fear, obviously the normal fear. And thankfully, oh my gosh, I was right about that. (laughs) Mom is amazing. She gave her a warm hug and just said, I love you no matter what. I accept you. I'm like, this is what we need.
1: A
2: hundred percent. What would you do
1: if the mother or the parents weren't accepting if you knew that they would not handle it well?
3: That's a great question. Um, I think, um, you know, my main thing is to be that person that they can go to if they don't have anyone. I think the kids that are not able to talk about things are the ones that I would worry Mm -hmm. just because they keep it all inside. So at that point, I don't think it matters who, as long as they talk about it and someone they trust and is a good friend or a good influence or a role model or whatever um, could just be there for them Yeah, because they feel loved and cared for.
0: That's beautiful. All right. Well, ladies, let's take a little break and we will be right back.
1: Sip, slay, serve.
0: Order your serve collection at servemonco.com. And we're back. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. We have the one and only Miss Paulina. Hi.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So before the break, we were discussing the journeys of a few of her students as they grow in their identity and their education. So we were wondering, what is your school doing to help these kids who are kind of in the minority, They're they're figuring out their sexuality, it's a little bit different than maybe the majority of the other kids. Are you feeling like they're getting support from the school? Or are you feeling like you have to kind of figure it out all all by yourself?
3: Yeah, well, um, it's a it's an interesting um, sort of place where, where we're at now than where we've been in the past. Um, because we're a private school, a lot of parents pretty much have a saying of what they want as far as like maybe clubs or, like, certain topics that that we're going to discuss, like, they, we have to run it by them. Let's say if it's, like, sexual education or we're going to talk about drugs and alcohol, like, they always have to be notified. And, you know, we have to have, like, the majority agree.
1: Have they had the conversation about um, gay, like, two parents, two men, two women sort of thing? Yes,
3: yeah, so that was something that was brought up like maybe a couple of years ago where you know we had situations like you know where students weren't feeling heard and some were just some were sure of who they were they were gay and others were like well I think I am and others were like well I want to know more about that and they were curious and so we had to you know really like okay listen to the students but we also had to ask the parents. And, of course, it was, you know, the, the things that our students share, you know, if it's not like um, they're not endangering themselves or anything like that, then these are things that you kind of keep private. Unless you feel as a teacher, okay, we need to alert, you know, the parent, you know, they're not in a good space or whatever. But um, I haven't had that situation where I have to, like, kind of go behind the student's back and talk to the parent.
2: So when they come out to you, they that's essentially kind of teacher-student privilege of, like, this is kept confidential until they're comfortable with maybe themselves telling their parents or them mm-hmm. saying, like, can you help me with that or
3: or mm-hmm. what? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that that's so important at their age. You know, you don't want to violate their... Trust, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking at you as someone that because you're not the parent, they feel like maybe they can trust you a little more. Yeah. Um, you're not gonna get mad at them, you're not gonna ground them, you're just sort mm-hmm. of like a great listener. Um
0: so in these cases, what are schools doing to protect the students that don't have that help and support at home? What is your school doing right now to protect these kids?
3: Well, what we decided to do was, so aside from having to talk to the parents and say, hey, what do you think about creating a club, you know, an LGBTQ plus club? Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. Um, And some of them were like, yes, this is great. You know, um, others were not okay with it. So guess what? Uh, Majority won and we did open up a club.
2: (gasps) yeah
3: and uh it was really popular you know it was a lot of kids that they just wanted to be a part of it and Support. learn more I think the majority was I want to learn more mm-hmm. and others were discovering themselves so I think that was a very healthy um club and it was fun for them and I think it was a special Space for them to be open about everything and no one was going to judge them. Mm-hmm. There's no, um, um, well, it was, it was supervised by an adult, but you know, by a teacher, but it, it was perfect. Like the perfect teacher was there. I would have actually loved to have run that club. Yeah. Um, but I heard it was amazing and it was great. Um, it didn't last very long. I think um, I don't know exactly why. I think some parents were very, Uh, upset about it Um, you always have one or two that are just like literally what's wrong with you Yeah. Um, I had a situation recently that you know um, there was uh, so the middle school teacher was teaching you know um, they were studying a novel about two women that love each other and you know their journey on that and the mom came to me like so upset why is she teaching my daughter this and that and I was and I had the student the the year prior and um I said listen you know you know I I don't want to I have to be respectful obviously you know this is a parent but I also feel like well you know I think you need to um you know maybe talk to the teacher and see what what is the purpose of the book what are they learning you know it's not I, I said it's not a focus of of two women per se it's just an educational book and it happens to be two women. It could be two men. It could be man, woman. Like what for me, it was like, what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the big it's girl. the same thing. Like it's just part
2: of the story. It's not the, the story. Exactly. Yeah. So
3: she was just focusing on all the wrong things. So one or two, we have a parent like that, that, um, mm-hmm. I think they need to, you know, just understand more about what this is all about.
1: Do you, um, you work at a private school. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what differences between private and public school, uh, what liberties you have or, or don't have?
3: Well, I have worked for a public school as well. Um, and public schools, I think it's just, um, you know, um, yes, you have to follow a certain protocol and everything. And that's a lot of it. But in private school, you do have a lot more freedom to, let's say, run your class or, you know, create your own rules, your own curriculum and things like that. Um, So for that reason, I feel like private schools should have more of those um, talks or or just, you know, uh, clubs or activities or just anything that can bring sort of more of an understanding of what this other world is and it's not this really other world it's i feel like it's we're all in it together Mm -hmm. but we just need to be educated and i think that um because we have that you know being a private school we should have more of that you know accessibility and our school is not there per se i think we've done little small changes like the application like you know what pronouns you're going to use and the clubs or in or just um, telling the kids, hey, you know, um, you want to talk about anything? And just giving them that safe space to come to us. Um, I know we ch- try to do that. Um, I think it's a good start, but it's we sure have a long way to go. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that you're being a part of the change, though. And I think everybody involved mm-hmm. really helps to push things forward. And even just talking about it right now helps people to understand a little bit more about what kids are going through and what they, what they want and where they feel they're at. I know uh, this girl that when she was in fifth grade, she wanted to be called he, him. And that was fifth and sixth grade. And then um, after sixth grade, um, he wanted to be called she again going into junior high. And um, a lot of people were um, wondering about, you know, why would you allow this to happen, and some kids need to explore themselves, and they don't necessarily want to commit to something as they're exploring, but there was another child in that same grade that um, she wanted to be called he, him, and um, his parents went along and eventually did hormone blockers Mm. um, so that he could develop, you know, wouldn't develop uh, secondary female characteristics and developed more as a boy, and he now is transitioning and I think stepping back and watching the child and listening, if they want to be called he for a while, do it. If they want to go back to she, if they want to be called they, mm-hmm. just yeah. listen and, you know, don't uh, don't jump on things too quickly because I think they just want to express. Exactly, I agree. They just want to to.
3: I think that kids are constantly changing and evolving and just learning about themselves, and it's either what you know, by each other or just social media has a lot to do with it too. Yeah. Um, or just who they feel they, they, they are, you know, when they're by themselves and they're thinking about, you know, cause they tell me all the time, like, I'm, when I'm by myself, I just go into like, you know, my whole thinking like moment of who am I? And, mm-hmm. and it's just so beautiful that at such a young age, kids are um, exploring, mm-hmm. you know, um, I know that, you know, when my daughter was around seven or eight years old, um, I remember her saying, um, oh, mommy, look, like, there's two girls holding hands.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I said, yeah, isn't that great? And, like, it looks like they're together, right? I mean, they're holding hands like like a boy and girl or, or a boy-boy. And she's like, what? What do you mean? Like, they're together and... I said, okay, let's get to the books. Because <laughs> 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 I think it's, um, I learned that I, d- I didn't want it to be my opinion. Mm. I think I wanted it to be in the books, you know, and luckily I found a great book that I got to, you know, I'll cite it later um, that really helped her to understand that it's, it's normal and it's like you're going to see love everywhere and that love should be accepted by everyone And everyone has the right to love whoever they want. And it was, uh, you know, she did have a bit of a, like, shock, you know, Mm. to her. Because she hadn't seen that before Mm -hmm. for some reason. I don't know. I need to come to West Hollywood or something. (laughs) 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 But, you know, uh, I don't know. Just the opportunity, you know, hadn't been there. And and I'm glad that it was. And I was there to help her see that, you know, how important it is to, to learn that from early age
1: yeah yeah that's beautiful i think I think kids um when they ask questions, you don't need to over explain mm-hmm. things just simply and again, the tea queens aren't licensed therapists, <laughs> and we <laughs> we don't have any degrees we're just offering our opinions but um you know or just free. answer simply you know they love each other, that's why they're holding hands you don't need to get into anything else but um I think that you're definitely an inspiration for teachers, but also as a parent Mm -hmm. and how you parent your daughter and how you live your life and how accepting and loving you are. I know that you're friends with Esmeralda, and that takes a lot of patience. And I I really... But I love her. (laughs) I give you a lot of respect for that patience. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I think because you know a lot of people that are alternative, um, you come from a place of love and understanding. And hopefully we can also let people know what else is out there and that Mm -hmm. there are others. And we really appreciate all that you have to offer.
3: Oh, happy to share, happy to, you know, shed a little light. And as an educator, I'm also not a licensed whatever. (laughs) I just have a degree in education. Um, But definitely I feel very strongly about this topic. And I, I love that you wonderful beautiful gals are mm. um you know um doing this for us because you know I'm learning so much from all of you mm. yeah Thank you.
2: wait so that student you have that is that wants to transition from male to female that goes by her now what grade are they currently in and what's their kind of situation and are is there any support from the school to provide any educational resources or anything like that, or it's kind of on the teachers to kind of help, or are they asking questions? Is she curious about that or?
3: Yes. So I tell you something about her. She is so smart. Like I could see her being the president one day. Oh. Um, that's how smart she was. Uh, she is. Um, she was because she's not in our school anymore, mm-hmm. but you know, the time that we did have her, she was just, um, just very outspoken, very just, so she educated herself. You know, she just was so great at, with learning on her own. Honestly, she knew so much more than any of us. So mm. we couldn't provide, you know, no more than she has uh, had already learned on her own. Oy, yeah. That's how impressive she is. And so one day, I'm pretty sure we'll see her.
1: Well, when kids are allowed to be who they feel most genuine, uh, who they feel most... Um, you know, true to themselves, then they can develop and they can Mm -hmm. grow into a better version of themselves. And there's plenty of people that have transitioned now at a younger age um, and have become singers like Kim Petras and Mm -hmm. others that are just, you know, such functioning, beautiful, grown up individuals that have, you know, chose a different gender than they were assigned at birth. So Mm -hmm. it's awesome that you're there helping these kids along.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like I well. said, just a, just a great listener, you know? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's
1: it.
0: Um, Yeah, so if you listeners have a question about schools, have any questions about anything that you want to know, we will try to help you and give you guys our personal advice for free. <laughs> so email us at madamhousepodcast at gmail.com.
1: You may not want the advice you hear, though. <laughs> or if you want advice from Paulina then um, email us, too, and we will get the question to her. We'd love to hear some questions and, uh, you know, dig into whatever we know or find out the answer.
3: We'll be happy to share.
0: We are going to take another little break, and when when we come back, we have some interesting game to play.
3: Oh, my. Stay tuned. (laughs) Hope I win.
1: My name is Daniel, and I am the Chief Jefe Officer of Good Juju Coffee. We are based out of LA, but our coffee is sourced from my grandparents' farm in Nayarit, Mexico. Check us out online at goodjujucoffee.com and order a bag today. Use code TQueen and receive 50% off your entire order. Every bag of coffee is delivered directly to you, from our farm to your table.
0: And we're back! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm craving coffee
2: after that break good juju mm. coffee
0: of course what mm. else,
2: what, else? Next, what do we drink good juju i love our liquid sponsors
0: all right so we were talking before we went on a break we were talking about doing a game
2: we've got a game for you miss paulina fun are you fun. ready
3: i am ready i think let's
2: do it good luck let's go so this is going to be a true and false game. So we're going to read you some statements, and you're going to either tell us if you think they're true or false, okay. and we'll discuss.
3: Wonderful. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> According to the LA LGBT Center, on any given day, there are 6,000 youth, ages 24 and younger, living on the street of Los Angeles. So true or false, 40% of these youth are LGBTQ. True.
3: True. Bing, bing, correct bing, bing, bing. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> about
2: 2400 people oh,
0: no. question number two true or false one in 10 kids in the las foster system which is the largest in the nation are LGBTq plus true or false
3: hmm I would think more than that I'm gonna go true
0: well, is. you were right,
2: but the answer is false because it's one in five. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? One in five kids in LA's foster system, which is largest in the nation, are LGBT wow. or questioning. So question three, true or false? According to the Human Rights Campaign, HRC, found in a 2017 study from the University of Connecticut that only 26% of LGBTQ youth are... Always feel safe in their classroom. True or false?
3: Um, I'm going to go and say true. True. Okay. Ding, 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 ding.
2: That's a low number, though. Only 26% of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. youth feel safe.
0: Horrible. I was, I was that percentage. Okay. Mm-hmm. True or false? In the same HRC study, 50% are comfortable talking to their school counselors about questions related to their LGBTQ identity.
3: I'm going to say false. Ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs>
2: Only 20, That's way
3: too high, unfortunately.
0: It's
2: way too high. Yeah, Only 27% are comfortable speaking about it. So the last and final one, true or false, California youth first understood their sexual orientation by age 12.
3: Hmm age 12 that seems much older than what I've experienced Hmm.
2: so what could that mean
3: we're gonna go with true
2: ding ding ding. Mm.
3: ding
2: of the survey respondents that is the average while some people come out as transgender as young adults or later in life research has confirmed that children as young as three or four can have a consistent, insistent, and persistent sense of their transgender identity.
3: Wow. Mm. That was great, you ladies.
2: But Wow, those numbers.
3: The amount of, um, you know, um, young adults that are living in the streets, it's Mm -hmm. so sad. And, or the, you know, how kids are not feeling comfortable talking to their teachers or counselors. I mean, it's, it's a fact. It's a fact. Yeah. unfortunately
0: that's the world that we live in
3: but let's hopefully this is uh something that you know i i mean i i was really excited to come because i think it's just you know a little shedding a little light you know an opportunity to open it up for others to others that have my platform as a teacher mm-hmm. to um Help our kids, you know, Um, just change the path, change the ways that how we've been brought up or how, you know, some of them are being brought up. Just kind of like teach the kids to be um, to know about everything and just not be judgmental or or anything. Just be, you know, be able to see who they are or just be comfortable, like you all said, like just be comfortable to come to someone. And share how they're feeling. I think it's so important.
2: Right. And I think that's something that as we've been talking to people, they kind of across the board say they wish they could have told someone sooner. Mm-hmm. Like that seems to be the consensus of I wish I told my parents sooner. I wish I told like my teacher or someone like I wish I could have just not kept it so much of a secret. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really hard, especially I know I grew up in in suburban Texas where Like it felt like being gay was the absolute worst thing you could possibly be. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was never anything I felt ever even remotely comfortable telling or talking about with anyone. So I think, I think it's amazing that like your, your school, even on the application is saying like, what is your pronoun? Like what, Mm -hmm. there are these strides being made to normalize kind of, okay, how are you feeling? Like What are you going through? Do you want a safe space to come talk to? I mean, and I remember when I was in high school, we had a gay-straight alliance. Like, we wanted to, they wanted to make one. And it was, like, the biggest deal. Like, it was, people were up in arms about it. And it was like, (laughs) because there was nothing else going on. Um, (laughs) But it was, like, a really big deal to even, like, have that space. It was like, Mm -hmm. what? Homos? What? Like, it, and. That's really sad and disheartening.
3: I have kids that, um, so they've moved on now. They're in, you know, um, ninth grade, the kids that Mm -hmm. I've had when they were in fourth grade. So, you know, I always tell my kids when they move on, because I know they're going into the teenage stage. And I think my main thing is, I want you to feel free to come back anytime. I know I won't be your teacher anymore, but Mm -hmm. I want you to know that whenever you want to talk or Or if you just want to come by and say hi, you know, my classroom is super cool. I have like in the corner, I have um, some really cool bean bags where no other class has that, by the way. And on purpose, Mm -hmm. because I want them to come and just sit and relax and chill. Mm -hmm. And I've had middle school, high school kids come into my class and they say, "Um, is it okay if I just (laughs) hang out here and just relax? I'm like, absolutely. This is your space. And guess what happens when they're there and they're not being pressured or cornered? They just randomly start talking to me. Yeah. And that's how conversations start. Um, and they feel that they can do that. It's not that I am like, oh, uh, whatever. I mean, it's just that I provide that space and I don't pressure, I don't ask questions if you want to talk to me, especially when they're teenagers. Cause you know, you know, you can't <laughs> like harass them about like, uh-huh. what What are you thinking? What are you feeling? They have to be comfortable to come to you. So I love the fact that I always say, um, when you graduate from my class, you know, after fifth grade, you go to middle school, you have what's called VIP. That means that you will always have access to my class, mm. um, to come and hang out no matter how old you are. And no questions asked. If you want to talk, we hang out, we chill, we, you know, laugh or whatever. Or you want to listen to music, I put on music. So that's my elementary class where Cute. I can have my middle school, high school kids come back in and just, just you know.
0: Yeah. Have a safe yeah. space for them to feel safe.
3: And they come back. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I, like, I love it. Sometimes some of the teachers come in and say, what is this high school student <laughs> doing in your fifth grade class? I said, well, this is what I provide. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is what I've cultivated. Yeah. Wait, are they in the same building the whole way? or?
3: So this is, our student body is around, around 75 kids. Oh, okay, so oh. think about it. Oh, wow. Super small school. Per grade um, or in the whole school? No, the whole school. Oh, wow. Exactly. So I'm next to a third, like next to me is uh, a first through third grade class. And then to the other side is um, the English class. So she teaches middle school all the way through high school. So I get high school kids, middle school kids. I run into them all the time. It's so easy. So my class, they know I'm the one with the cool beanbags. Yeah. And that's why I got them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are teachers that make an impact on the rest of your life. And I can see you being one of those teachers, definitely.
3: Well, love the fact that I can be an impact, you know, I love what I do. I've, you know, I had a parent today ask me literally, um, do you love what you do? Because they were thinking about enrolling their kid. And I'm saying, listen, it, it comes with its challenges, but at the end of the day, I love coming to work. I love working with kids. Listen, the pay is Mm -hmm. not great. (laughs) We're underpaid. Teachers are underpaid. Um, But those of us that are doing what we do is because, you know, we love what we do and the impact and how we can inspire and mentor these kids. It's a it's honestly an honor. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. And I see those kids as my own. So that's why I feel like I go out of my way and it's not a difficult thing because as a parent, we don't do it because we have to. We do it because we want to. and We love them. So that's Mm -hmm. that's why I have my kids and I do what I do.
0: They're too lucky to have you. <laughs> Thank you for stopping by, Miss Paulina.
3: Pleasure to be here. I love you all.
0: We love you. We will see you out and about. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. Big see team. you on the next episode.